0: Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I am
1: Warren, here on Tone Deaf, and I am musically challenged. And you know, cause that tone wasn't, tune wasn't quite right. (laughs) Oh my god. It's our first episode of March, back to our normal schedule of once a week so that Kay doesn't go insane from yep. doing three episodes well, a week. Well, more insane than
0: I already am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're back to our normal once a week thing. Um, our Wiz episode, just so y'all know, is being pushed back to next week. That is because it is going to be a little bit more
1: involved. A little a little more editing will be involved with that episode. Yes. Um <laughs> and it it was one of those uh Black History Month took its toll on both Kay and I and with in terms of producing shows and so we've kind of we had ideas for uh the whiz and then we were like, oh, this is gonna need uh, more time to to do and so we're gonna have to push it back a week. But that is fantastically serendipitous because it gives us the marvelous opportunity to review a show that yes! I have that I have been neglecting for too long because of time constraints and also tiredness. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) one of our awesome friends, Jem, had uh, hooked us up with a production that uh, they were in um, from their high school production of Les Mis, which is one of Kay's favorite shows. Hell yeah. I, and, and uh, yeah, and we wanted to review it for them, but we just, we got it in December and then we already had shows planned for December. Then we took, Mar- uh, 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 Monster Heart January off yes. to prepare for the new uh, season 2 of Tone Deaf and I was racking my brain with the Warrens episode mm-hmm. and so it just kind of kept getting pushed kept getting pushed so I'm sorry Jem <laughs> that it took so long for us to get to this
0: and then he'd turn over and look at me and I would be deep in all these books just going why? why? <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? It's,
1: it's, now well, there's, there's, there's more truth to that than that. yes <laughs>
0: So yeah, but oh my gosh, so I love Les Mis, and every time that I see it, I nerd out a little bit, because I have such a deep love for this show. Even though there's some embarrassing stuff Le- for me. Yeah, Les
1: Mis was one of the early episodes that we uh, reviewed initially. Yes. So maybe we should do a little bit of a refresher course <laughs> on uh, on Kay's obsessiveness. Or oh. I should say used to be obsessiveness with Les Mis.
0: So like, like your stereotypical high school theater kid, you know, you're either a Phantom kid or you're a Les Mis kid. At least that was the case in the 2000s, and I was a lay Miz kid, which says a lot about me. (laughs) So.
1: Anybody who reads any of K's fanfiction knows that they tend to murder people.
0: I will never share with anyone on this show any <laughs> of my usernames. Only, like, three people who listen. No, no, wait, no, there's more than three. Crap, <laughs> shit, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Y'all don't share. Well, no, my new fa- my new fanfics are okay. Only one person who listens to this show knows my old username, and I know that she will never tell anyone <laughs> because we are bound by blood. Yeah. <laughs> but my old fanfiction username, I'm not even gonna say which website I did write LayMiz fanfiction.
1: A lot of it. Do you ever do any LeyMiz crossovers? Yes. With what what other shows? Oh boy. Um Too many to count. No,
0: I'm just I'm sitting here thinking will it reveal who I was? Okay? If you if you are not comfortable revealing that information you I do not do have. I did do a to. few musical crossovers with late myths. And I I shipped a couple of weird rare pairs. Oh, rare pairs.
1: Yes. So uh so like oof. Oh, jeez. And then my brain's sitting here going, what are you doing, Warren? You don't know any of their names. You only know the (laughs) names that you've given them because you're a plebeian slug and you can't... (laughs) French might as well be, I don't know, ancient Sumerian to you.
0: I mean, out of the... uh, Out of the main ships in the fandom. I did ship Eponine and Marius and I did ship Enguran Granter and I still do ship that pair because I I love them.
1: I, I ship uh Johnny Be Good and the loaf of bread. I mean he went through hell for that loaf of bread. We never hear anything about that loaf of bread afterwards. What was it up to? Was it waiting for him? <laughs> That's a bad joke but
0: <laughs> I'm sitting here trying so hard not to go well actually. <laughs> I don't want a case splain
1: <laughs> I don't want them splain to you. See, well then even even though uh we have we're back to our explicit rating, I wanted to make a joke and I was like, no, I better ease into this. I there's like this this beaver dam in my brain of, of all the profanity I've held back. <laughs> So I have to be careful. <laughs> Kay finds beavers very funny. I think it's the buck teeth, maybe the flat tails.
2: Oh god!
1: Oh no! Uh, what were the beavers called in Ark?
0: Uh, Castorides, I think.
1: Yeah, Castorides or something like that. Yeah, something like that. The giant beavers. I'm-
0: I'm a dinosaur person. I'm not an ancient mammal person. But anyway, God.
1: the be- the beaver dam of profanity in my mind that was built over the course of February, like you know, little little trickles of profanity will flow through, <laughs> and it'll eventually break apart that beaver dam, and the normal profanity will flow as as normal in the case of the Warren. But if I try to force that beaver dam, it's just gonna it's just gonna be an ecological disaster in my mind.
0: Profanity bukkake. <laughs>
1: Kay, I'm the obscene one. You're
0: usurping my throne. <laughs> Don't worry, I've had a lot to hold back to. <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, no, Les Mis is one of those stories that, I mean, if you think about it too long, then there are some things that are problematic, like uh, Marius and Cosette's thing, and.
1: You know, it, it is one of those things, like, uh, because uh, I. Do like the show, but I'm I'm a uh, schmaltzy putz, and yes. so I <laughs> me too. My wife is like, you are a putz. Well, uh, no, you're a schmaltzy. But I, because I, you know, I I like I like happy ending. I like mm. flowery things. You oh, know, even Warren, you love schmaltz. <laughs> I, I do. I want a happy ending, <laughs> and I guess you do get you know a, mm. a bit of a happy ending in in uh, in Les Mis. You know. Sort of, after <laughs> two characters. After all the bloodshed and death, you know, and, and that, horrible, horrible travesties.
0: That, that happy ending is kind of tainted by the fact that Jean John fucking dies. Spoilers, Kay. Everyone should know Rosebud was a sled.
1: <laughs> oh... I almost feel like putting you on the spot and be like, "Okay, Kay, let's uh, let's let's have a, rep- a, a reprisal of of the history of Les Mis." And- no, we no, don't need that. We don't need any of that. <laughs>
0: no, we don't. not from me. Not from you. Because <laughs> I will nerd. We don't need a nerd nerdgasm.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, damn! Kay just bit back <laughs> a good joke. I can tell. Ah, oh, I'll squeeze it out of him later. Uh-oh, she's silent laughing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so... We should
1: get back on was, track, shouldn't we?
0: <laughs> so, it, w- it was really great, because I love seeing high school performances of this show, um, just because the junior version that you're able to perform now is a lot better than the junior version before, and so... How so? Like, when, we, just,
1: we, when you say now versus before, like, what what decade?
0: You haven't seen anything oh, like that, so it would have gotcha. been like very shortened ones because it wasn't really out for, uh, theater groups to put on.
1: Um, It is always one of those shows that I know is, is really popular, um, generally among theater people as well as, uh, like high school theater. Yeah. But it always surprises me because of the subject material in it. I mean, because there's, you know, there's scenes with prostitutes kind of thing, and I always think to myself, like, I would not be okay with my child being a prostitute on stage, even playing make-believe, per- make you know? <laughs> make-pretend. Make, uh, yeah, make, <laughs> um, make Yeah, that's why I said make-pretend.
0: Make-pretend-believe. I mean, I can see that, but at the same time, it's like, oh, but this is a literary classic put to stage. It's fine. I mean... It's it's the same as when you have schools doing Man of La Mancha and stuff like that's not necessarily a kid friendly show either. No,
1: that's fair, and I guess it, it is one of those things that's uh, that is uh, interesting that mature content in classic literature is considered not as mature as mature content in pop yeah. culture yeah. and stuff like that. It's 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 seen as is higher in in it some is. Way.
0: It's it's a little it's. Interesting, I'll put it that way. But <laughs> I don't know. I I love I love this show, and I think part of the reason why uh, schools will do it is because it's. I mean, it is still a pretty accessible theme. I mean, it's redemption it's stuff like that. You drop Jesus in it enough times without it being like too religious of a play but also enough to make people who are upset about the uh, or maybe not Jesus but God you drop Christianity in it
1: and actually I do that is one of the things that uh, I do like in in this show is how they handle that like it's not um, and what's I was gonna say it's not too uh, heavily no uh, over the head but it is interesting how the different characters portray it well I guess this is maybe this is something because I'm going off of memory and maybe we should talk about this when we yes, actually do the review of yes. but um yeah speaking of which maybe we should take a brief a brief break from our sponsors and
0: yeah we'll we'll uh, do a do an awesome ad pivot because you always talk about your ad pivots when you're about to ad pivot and we'll talk about the amazing people who help support this show and well, why is it always
1: an ad pivot why can't it be like an ad juke or an ad dodge or what about a deflection what if what if when we were doing podcasts we had to roll a die every time we wanted to like have a commercial break or something like that? And if we rolled a one then we just had no commercial break. We just had to go the whole way. And just be like, sorry sponsors, the die has spoken.
0: So, yeah, we we should definitely take a brief intermission and uh talk about the amazing people that support our show and maybe, you know, plug a mattress here or Plug a little mattress, sell a little CBD. (laughs) Maybe you can buy some food for free. (laughs) Using our code of tone deaf, (laughs) you can save 20
1: bucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But don't shout out if this product sucks. Dun-dun-dun.
1: Silver, the color of Harry's razors. (laughs) Blue, the apron with the food.
0: (laughs) See, this is why we need sponsors. We just work in musical things with it. (laughs) So see, Harry's blue apron
1: feels.
0: If y'all want some people to sing some stuff for you.
1: Hey, I like food. Blue apron, send me food. (laughs) 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 <laughs> send me food for me to eat Brr. Brr. give me blue apron Tie give me blue can. apron or give me death
0: <laughs> we're not covering 1776 yet
1: all right so <laughs> wow this is like the most tangent filled episode in the first 10 minutes
0: yeah yeah it is It is, but that's because the show was fun. So, yeah, let's take a brief intermission, and then we'll talk about what we saw. Yay!
1: Hey, Warren. Hey, Kate. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our favorite people in the whole world? Heck
0: yeah! Today, we would like to thank our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu. And our
1: producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for
0: your support of our show. We truly appreciate it.
2: Feeling better for me is top priority, mentally, physically, and emotionally. They all work together. Talking about the things that we all may experience, but just don't quite know how to say. really opens up some new dialogue and perspective. That's the goal here. Sometimes you gotta see yourself a little bit better And leave yourself alone, because there are other people who see you for exactly who you are. And that's all good. We stay elevated here. But even Dr. Jekyll had a dark side. I mean, who doesn't love a good story to make the hairs on their arms stand up? I started to walk a little faster, just figuring if it was probably someone trying to scare me. It was like a hazing, but this didn't feel right night owl is the hangout for those horror fans looking for a little bump in the night monday motivation friday frights we like balance here and the bird brain podcast has it all take flight sleep tight
0: and now the lights are going down and the music starting back up so let's head back to the second act of our show All right. Y'all are waiting with bated breath. What
1: did Warren think? With masterfully bated breath.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: I told you, the beaver dam is going to lit a little through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should get my notes that I took.
0: <laughs> the diaphragm of comedy. <laughs>
1: And other sex jokes, <laughs> you know. And I really should not make those with a high school production, since <laughs> no, like <you> <laughs> everybody in the show is a minor, uh, <laughs> or most, you know, a fair number. I assume the ones that are really short are definitely minors, <laughs> especially because I think they got some elementary schoolers in this one, <laughs> which was a nice touch. I will make make, make mention of that later. Mm-hmm. So. I actually did not ask Jem what year this was done. I think they said it was 2018, mm-hmm. but I never confirmed that. So maybe they'll they'll yell at us later and be like, You got it wrong, Warren. They'll be like, I'm sorry. Was that, what was that? Nothing. It's fine. Okay. I, I failed. Kay made a motion, and I'm not sure if it was like Jean Valjean being whipped or something. Then shrug. Continue. <laughs> we return to the classic tale of prisoner two four six zero one and the anti two four six zero one, also known as Javier. <laughs> oh fuck.
0: <laughs> okay, I need to. I need to peel the curtain back when we're watching this. Warren is going. That's Johnny Be Good, right? Okay, that's Javier, <laughs> right? Was that closet? Yes.
1: <laughs> this this is true. This is true. And then when I'd be talking with Kay, I was mixing up my name for them and their name because I I think that, especially when I did like the Warrens, I never called any of them by their real names. Yeah. And so I think my brain has just overwritten what their real names are for the most part. <laughs> their real names are static. <laughs> hey, that's K. <laughs> and that's So, uh, okay, out of all of the productions of Les Mis, let's see, so as far as Les Mis, I saw a movie version of it, which that's totally not gonna count it all because uh it was a movie and there was no singing and it was the Liam Neeson one right I'm fairly certain Liam Neeson and Uma Thurman fairly certain but I saw it long enough ago I don't even think I knew who those two were mm-hmm. so but, but anyway um and then when we first reviewed this show um it was a uh King's Academy in mm-hmm. in England that did a production of it yeah and I think that is actually
0: that the, is all you have that's seen. the only
1: musical version I've seen because we have not seen the one that came out in like 2014 or something Mm -hmm. like that. Nope, and no desire to. I might... But we will. You know, I might... Yeah, we might have to... I might have to hogtie Kay and Clockwork Oranger on that one and just make them watch it. Uh, I just watched the light leave Kay's eyes a little bit. But anyway, so how many productions of Les Mis have you seen? Oh,
0: God. Um, Oh, too many to... Let's see. So
1: I've seen... And let's go with just musical. Just musical. So I've seen the... You've seen the one that you watched with me.
0: Yeah, I've seen the one that I watched with you and the one with Jim. And I've seen... Oh
1: yeah, duh, I should count this one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the... uh, I think it was the 10th anniversary concert version. I saw it live at least once. I think it might have only been once. But the first time I saw it was live in 2003. And then like I've seen it looking on YouTube for different versions. So,
1: so you have seen a, a half dozen or so mm-hmm. versions of this. Yeah. So, and uh, and then, but as far as high school versions go, how many have you seen? The two that we've yeah, watched? Yeah, the two that we watch, like, all the way through I have seen two. And it's, I've, I've definitely come to have this bizarre appreciation for high school versions mm-hmm. of shows, mm-hmm. uh, because I can't tell you the number of times that we've watched something, and I'm like, wow, The high school version was better. Like, Mm -hmm. just people seem to care more in the high school versions. Like, they're still young and full of wonder, and the world hasn't crushed their innocence yet. So (laughs) they just give it their
0: all. I just still think about that Once Upon a Mattress, where we saw it at uh, Alta and loved it, and then saw the 2005 one, and were like,
1: eh, wow, that was disappointing. Eh. (laughs) Yeah, it had its moments, but eh. And what's interesting with this one is because overall, I thought the entire production was pretty well done. Like Mm -hmm. it was um, because with the most of the main cast did a really good job uh, with their parts. Mm -hmm. Some of them, um, you had mentioned it. And I think we both agreed probably were cast kind of beyond their range a little bit kind of like vocal range, vocal range. Um, The sets I thought were really good Mm -hmm. in this whole one. Like I really liked I would be really curious to talk to whoever did the. Um. Or worked on the sets because the stone design. I'm like it looking was at really good. I was looking at that. And I'm like going, is that like a printout that they glued, or is it like pa- yeah. like painted? Because it looked really good. And uh, I like that they had a rotating set mm-hmm. that you could tell was utilized very effectively
0: uh, for multiple scenes. I think this is the first time that you've gotten to see a Les Mis with a turntable in it at all. Like usually, so in Les Mis on most of the touring productions and, like, on Broadway and stuff, there's a turntable in the center of the stage that they would, like, rotate set pieces on or people on. And when we cover Forbidden
1: Broadway, they make fun of that really well. <laughs> this one had a had a rotating table on the side. Yeah. Um... But yeah, and they, they did a really good job with uh lighting in this one too. Yes, they uh, did.
0: It was very good.
1: Yeah, and, and so there there's definitely you know, uh big big kudos, big applause to uh set design, stage crew, a lot of people who worked on the the ambiance and everything with it. Costumes were on point, everything mm-hmm. looked really good with that. Um <clears throat> excuse me, got something in my throat. Got a got a Javier, got a H- Javier Sorry, bad joke. That just
0: destroyed the, like, wow, look at that peak. Look at that peak right there. Well, and
1: also probably destroyed uh, Jim's faith in our ability to review shows.
0: Uh... (laughs) It's the first time that we've had the ability to laugh all the way through (laughs) reviewing something. (laughs) Because we've been so damn serious. Because I've been trying to be so educational. That now we can have a little bit of. Looser stuff. Well, yeah. I guess that started with stormy weather. I was going to joke and say, You hear to hear,
1: folks, education can't be fun. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Meh. So I didn't take um, the same kind of notes that I would normally because the show is still the same as the one we've covered previously. Yes. And I don't want to make all the same jokes that I've already made <laughs> because I'm unoriginal and that would happen. So we're mostly just going to talk about uh, the show and I did jot down some notes about particular things that stood out mm-hmm. for me and one thing that I want to mention is uh the oh so once so like, I guess let's talk about the cast because the um Johnny Be Good his mm-hmm. actor did a really good job yeah um I, I thought the it was funny because in some of the zoom was like the makeup was was pretty good and and he, he was rocking that full beard that uh mm. I wish I could grow. <laughs> The, I think out of the main actors, the one who... He did a fine job acting, but the one that we were talking about kind of faltered a little bit in some of the singing parts was uh, Javier. Mm-hmm. He... And I don't, don't think any fault of his own, but like you would mentioned, he... What was it you said?
0: It, it sounded like he was struggling with some of the lower notes, which... Well, you said he was a tenor, and they were trying to... Probably a tenor trying to go baritone was what it sounded like, and, like, that can be hard to do, because... Everyone thinks, oh, high notes out of your range. But low notes can do that, too, where oh. you'll falter at a low note. I mean... Oh, you've heard me. Yeah, it you're is a so, tenor. It is
1: so much easier for me to go high if I try to go low than, yeah. like, my throat seizes up and I cough.
0: Yeah, he's he's a tenor. Not a not a baritone.
1: Hey, you heard it here, folks. My wife said I'm a ten. You are. You're
0: more than a ten, but oh. you're not going to say that on the and podcast. Then, and then Latte sighed again, going,
1: no, Dad, you're like a high six at best. Love you too, Goober. <laughs> See a little smirk on her face. Um, uh, but uh, closet? No, mm-hmm. no, no. Closets, mom. Uh, fan Fontine fondant. Yes, fondant did a really good job. Oh my god, she could. I was really impressed. She could sing. Like she um, was amazing. Like yeah, there were there was a couple times where she hit some high notes that made my speakers go. Ah! because we had the volume up pretty high mm-hmm. um so she could definitely belt pretty loud and I do feel like like even uh, some of the the performers who the singing might have like dipped in some parts and wasn't um mm-hmm. as consistent throughout the whole performance everybody's acting was really good yeah like and that was something that I actually I'm weird because I like I guess it's because I'm I shouldn't say I'm new to musical theater we've done. So many freaking shows now at this point. I mm-hmm. should at least be moderately competent when it comes to it. Um, <laughs> it's but, okay, baby. But all the actors were really good. Um, mm-hmm. and, they were. And just, especially like like uh, with, with Fondant, I could really see a lot of the emotion in her eyes when she had some of her more heart-wrenching moments. Like mm-hmm. the uh, I Dreamed a Dream was particularly good. Yes. Uh, and of course, even though we've seen this before, I had asked Kay, what's this song called? What's, that happened this, a couple of times. Is this still part of that song? <laughs> What's
0: going on? Who's that? Where am I? Who are you? Did you have a note about when you asked about Master of the House? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, well, I have a note
1: down here. Uh, yes. Okay, we'll wait till we get to that point then. I, I did... I, Blew one of my notes earlier because I mentioned it in the opening, but I am always thrown off when high schoolers do this show because of the lovely ladies scene, and I don't know mm-hmm. how comfortable I'd be with my child playing a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing I will say, too, is uh, the the guys that were the sailors for Lovely Ladies, they were just, meh. Mm-hmm.
0: Kinda... Well, because it is an awkward scene to try to act, especially if you're in high school. It's like, uh, my parents are watching me do
1: this. <laughs> yeah, true. True. I mean, no, no, no disputing that. But at the same time, I would I would think that if you do theater, if you do drama, you are able to kind of remove... Because like you talk about all the time, you're able to remove true. yourself from, true. From, from your character.
0: Yeah. But that's, that's you know, because... I act to get away from myself, so...
1: <gasps>
0: <laughs> like a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it... it. I mean, I've been in shows where I've had to do something that made me uncomfortable. That... I mean, I, I went through with it, and as best as I could. But dear God, the whole time, I felt like I was just stumbling around. Like, there was a uh, dinner theater that we did and we had to do too darn hot from kiss me kate which you have haven't not seen, seen yet um and i had to dance with this 40 year old guy and they had to make me up to look much older and i was in like fishnets and stuff
1: <laughs>
0: and i was 14 <laughs> It was I, so it's one of those like, yeah, I can see why people, Warren. <laughs> why say anything? I saw the eyebrows, the wiggly eyebrows. I, I
1: have eyebrows.
0: I saw the wiggle eyebrows. Sometimes they wiggle. <laughs> um, but no, I can see where like you would be a little awkward during that scene.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Because uh... <laughs> if you're if you're a kid. That would be a hard scene to act, so...
1: Yeah. I have a quote here from Kay that made me laugh. (laughs) Some drummer is upset, Kay says, as the sound of drumsticks clatter as Prisoner 24601 comes to comfort grieving fondant. Um, This was in the scene where... I think it's... Oh, 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 I think it's the scene... um, so, Fondant got fired from the factory that she worked at because she received a, a mm-hmm. letter and was reading it. And one of the, the bitchy girls grabbed it and was like, Fondant has a child. She's a whore. And yeah. Then the foreman or whatever was like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, her life just. And let's see, after that, that's when she has her, I, I dreamed a dream. Yeah. And then her life just spirals downward from there, and Mm -hmm. she ends up selling her hair. And and I know they don't show it in the show, but you had mentioned that she sells her teeth too Mm -hmm. kind of thing, which I'm just like, oh. Yep. Because you you know, you know that in that day and age, there was no here, snort this, drink this to deal with the pain. It was just yoink, 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 yoink. There's a reason this show is called The Miserables. (sighs) It's full of The Miserables. But, um... Yeah, it was in that scene where she scratches the face of the John who's trying to mm-hmm. to buy her for you yeah know, an evening, and uh, that's when Javier shows up and he's like, "Oh, this wretched prostitute hurt this fine, upstanding member of society," mm-hmm. kind of thing, and and uh, that's when uh, Johnny B Good comes in and he's like, "No, take pity, I will." take this woman and take care of her kind Mm -hmm. of thing um but you were so funny because you just hear this clack 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 like someone i don't it sounded like someone dropped them kind of thing Uh but you were just so funny some drummers upset
0: well because i've done i've had that happen where i'll be like drumming and then one of my sticks falls and it's like shit (laughs) especially like if you're in church drumming, and you can't say shit when it happens, but the drumsticks fall, and you're just like,
1: should put them in my bag. (laughs) Dang it. Um, one thing I will say is, out of the, the, uh, high school productions we've seen, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I noticed that tends to be one of the more, uh, questionable elements is how good the music is. The orchestra. Yeah, yeah. the orchestra, because I know, uh, when we went and saw, um, the Once Upon a Mattress version, Mm -hmm. the acting and singing was overall, you know, pretty, pretty good. But the music definitely wasn't the best. Um, This one, I would say, is not the case. Like, there were a couple times that the music didn't sound right in some parts, but Mm -hmm. I am also tone deaf as all hell, so maybe I was mistaken. But I do think that overall, the music was was, was. good throughout the whole show. Yeah. Um, And... It's another one of those situations where, like, it is funny, though, because I do keep comparing this to the uh, King's Academy version that we watched, Mm -hmm. which the King's Academy version, I know that King's Academy is, like, a very prestigious college in, or not college, but high school in uh, England kind of thing, so I'm sure they definitely have a bigger budget, because I remember the sets being, like, Really over the top in that yeah. one, and they also—I want to say—they had like three times the cast in that one mm-hmm. because they were just jam packed. <laughs> barricade in that was
0: fucking packed. That, that barricade <laughs> the was fucking more... massacre. Most of yeah. Paris was
1: there. That barricade was more people than furniture. Like yes. in the in the King's Academy one, and so in the the version that we watched, it uh, there were definitely fewer people. Mm-hmm. It still was a a very plentifully full cast. Yeah, um, so like scenes when they're at the 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 bar the the tavern the
0: les amis de la abece or the that, that one. tavern wait, with wait. the Thenardiers. the tenardiers okay
1: the, so what's their place called
0: uh the other one uh the hole in the wall so watch your purse le... got cafe de la abece is the uh cafe that the students which are les amis de la
1: meet at. and it's a french pun. Oh, God damn it. And I'm like sitting here going you just barely said it and my brain just spasmed and was like I cannot understand the noises that you're making
2: <laughs> out of your
1: vocal communication hole. <laughs> you know, sometimes I've been tempted to ask my mother if she drank lead paint when I was when she was carrying me <laughs> because there's some receptors in my brain that are just not functioning. <laughs> so
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Superstar. That's not the musical we're talking about. <laughs> um one thing that was interesting in this version was and I would have to ask Jem to get a confirmation on it, but I, actually no I wouldn't because those kids were really young. So they, <laughs> they <laughs> the, the, <laughs> wasn't that funny, honey. Jesus Christ. But there there were uh, actual children younger than high school age that were in this production. Um, baby uh, baby closet, baby epine or epi pen. <laughs> baby epinephrine. Uh, and um, Grantaire. Gavrash, not Grantaire. Gav- yeah, Gavrash. Sorry, not Grantaire. Grantaire's the drunk. Yes. Sorry. You See, are fine. <laughs> but those three um they did seem like they were elementary schoolers yes um uh closet had a really nice voice and mm-hmm. she has the song she has a sad song where she is sweeping and cleaning up but she's talking about how she's dreaming about her dead mother who she doesn't know mm-hmm. on and she's just yeah she basically just singing about that there's a woman who's telling her that she loves her and she feels comforted by her yeah and I hate that song just because it's just like a dagger to the heart. You're just like, I just, I put, I, I put myself in that person's shoes and I'm like, if I was a parent and I died not ever really being able to be in my child's life. And then miraculously, if you're able to communicate with them beyond the grave and be like, I love you. I'm so sorry. I just love you. I cherish you. I hope everything's okay. And they're like, I had this dream about this weird man who was coming in and telling me he loved me. So did I? Did I mention this
0: in the last episode? What my very very first exposure to this show was? Maybe. So it was a CD that was called Broadway Kids.
1: Yes, you did.
0: Yes, but tell it again. And so they they, Broadway Kids was like Kids Bop but better because it was <laughs> musicals, and <laughs> and I think all of the kids actually like were actors on Broadway, if I remember right. Um, and there's a whole thing I could do about the whole Broadway kids thing that then Draper did that anyway, um, (laughs) they had in the CD that I had a back to back of two songs from Les Mis. And these are out of context. So you don't completely know the context of these songs like they did have an insert because it's basically just a best of stuff on the
1: cd so it's not yes like it would
0: it would start off with they're like oh hey broadway kids their little theme song and then they would do like tomorrow from annie and maybe and then they would do a little medley from oliver and they would do a medley from flower drum song and stuff like that and then their les mis medley was uh castle on a cloud And an extended version of
1: Little People. And. Castle on a Cloud is the one with. That Cosette sings. Okay, sings about her dead mom. Yes.
0: And so that was like one of those, oh, this'll be a great audition song. And then later you go, Jesus
1: fucking Christ, (laughs) this is depressing as shit. (laughs) What the fuck? It hurts me. It hurts my soul. It
0: hurts my soul so why, much. Why are all of the little kids' songs in these
1: classic musicals so fucking sad? I think it's the same reason that uh, horror is really powerful when you use children as the element, because Ugh, it is a it is a object. Well, I shouldn't say an object. It is an individual who is supposed to be innocent and you know naive and not mm-hmm. be able to look out for themselves. So when you put them in uh, a vulnerable situation. You know, I think most people have that, even if you're not a parent and you don't want children, you still have that, like, pack mentality where you're like, oh, little, you know, pup. I need to save the pup or the cub. Like, yeah. you have that instinct to be like, oh, no, pup in danger, you know, uh, yeah. versus, like, if it's a horror element and you have a children, you're like, "You're it, it's the exact opposite. You're like, oh, God, that thing is, I feel in danger. Like, someone yeah. protect me from the child. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's fair, that's probably it. But it's it's
0: still it's and I don't think that they did Castle on a Cloud now that I'm thinking of it in the King's Academy version. See, and I
1: didn't remember
0: that. Yeah, because they I think that they had too old of a kid to play like they they didn't really do the baby Cosette
1: sort of thing as much as yeah, and I don't remember it um, as well because it was yeah, you know, almost a year ago, and my memory is I will I I would say I have a goldfish memory, but then you would go into a rant about how goldfish yes, I would actually Gold. have better memories mm-hmm. than people think they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, so, don't don't. So we'll sidestep that conversation. It, yeah, the... yeah,
0: we don't want to start that.
1: <laughs> but um. <laughs> yeah, cause I don't recall that in the King's Academy version either. And I'm trying to remember if they just had actors playing like the little ones, and then basically, they're only there to be little and demand uh, empathy and then get whisked away to then become adults in the next yeah, scene. yeah,
0: I mean, that's that's kind of how it is with the stage version, <laughs> yeah that they're but or with the regular version of it. but uh... I don't. I don't think that they had castle on a cloud in the version that we saw before.
1: One thing that I don't recall either is in the part where where uh, closet is at the the, I want to say homeless shelter, but that's not where it is. She's at the inn, like doing yeah. chores and stuff. And uh, is it, would it be Madame Tenardier? Yes. Madame Tenardier is you know, a twat. But she, she. <laughs> She's uh, not being kind to, to Closet, and she tells her to go get water, like, at night by herself mm-hmm. when she's, like, this... Is she, like, five, six? Yeah, she's, like, five. Yeah, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. That's that's how a child gets snatched by, by creepy people, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but it seemed like she was doting over uh, epinephrine. Yes. Like... And I don't recall that in the other version that we watched, because it seemed like that she was just shitty to everyone who wasn't an adult yeah. and could make her money.
0: And the one that we saw just now, Jem's version, is more true to the actual stage play.
1: Now, you had mentioned that a yeah. couple of
0: times. Um, and a little bit more true to the book, too, because Eponine is doted on by her mother, initially t- initially and then as soon as cosette's gone it's like okay <laughs> well we gotta have someone to abuse yeah gotta abuse somebody and it, i will say though and this is a little nerd rant i do wish that les mis the stage adaptation had not cut out the middle child of the Thenardiers, who's a zelma
1: so what does the does that
0: child normally do something in the show? She well, so she's not in the musical at all. Gotcha. But she's in the book and Eponine kind of is if I remember right, she's a little defensive of her and so there are things that she is willing to do to protect ah, her.
1: Ah, gotcha. Like like she will suffer abuse so that her yeah. younger sister doesn't. Yeah, have and
0: to. then Gavrash is thrown out on the street. So that poor little pup. I, mm-hmm. I love Gavroche. I fucking love Gavrash. Gav- he is the best character I, in the whole
1: in the whole story. So I, I really like. I, I, f- I, really like, uh, EpiPen and I mm-hmm. really feel for her. Like I, I feel like uh, her character is definitely the one that I, uh, am the most empathetic for. Same. Um, in her situation, but I like Gavrash the most because that kid is just ballsy and mm-hmm. uh, out in front and he is not afraid to speak his mind he, he like he is he i love that little kid in if the, i had a little brother i would want a little brother like Gavroche because yeah. i would be a good big brother to him
0: in the book he's described like a little bantam rooster and i'm like <laughs> yes yes he is
1: that is yes oh what a little cock jesus christ that's what a rooster is come on k <laughs> get with it. So I'm, we're to the note I had about the master of the house. Cause you asked me about that. Yes. And then if you want to bring up whatever I forget to mention, master of the house is still one of my favorite numbers though. I'm hesitant to ask if, uh, Monsieur Thénardier's nose is real or not. I think, yeah. I think not, but I don't want to drag that young man for his predominant schnoz. Um, I kept looking for like, strings but then I was thinking no this is a this is a a, this isn't a fucking Halloween costume this is a theater production they would use spirit gum or something to to attach a prosthetic and but at the same time I'm like it looked really good and I'm I'm like I feel really bad making fun of the nose if that is the young man's actual nose because holy shit was that a hook nose like
0: yeah, that was the first thing that I was like,
1: whoa. It, it really reminds me of, uh, of, of course, because I'm Warren, I'm going to divert this conversation to the Wheel of Time. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking nerd. But uh, in the Wheel of Time, there's people called Saldaians, and you could, one of the analogs you could make for them is like uh, Persian or uh-huh. Iranian, uh, at least the way that they describe them. But one of the... Th- The uh, distinguishing features of Saldaians, especially men, is a a hooked nose kind of thing. So as I was looking at that, I kept thinking, He must be a Saldaian. Because I'm a nerd. I love you so much. (laughs) I love you so much. Is that your mantra when I do things that make you just kind of regret? So while uh, Master of the House is one of my favorite... Uh songs still, I would just like to say, Fuck monsieur Thenardier because uh that guy's an asshole mm-hmm. and I don't remember him corpse robbing in the other version. he was corpse robbing yeah, yeah, corpse robber mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep corpse
0: robber uh uses his daughter to do things that they don't
1: show that in this, but you no. were saying that that's what in the book. She kind of is... uh, He treats his daughter like an ATM?
0: Yes, a little
1: bit. Yeah.
0: Um, But what I I was thinking of with Master of the House was when you leaned over to me and asked what the song was, and I was just like, oh, it's Master of the House. (laughs) You're just...
1: Oh! <laughs> yeah, you know, the line that they repeat 30 times, because you know how songs can be. Sometimes you think a line that is repeated multiple times is the name of the song. And while that can be the case, it is mm-hmm. not always the case. Sometimes you
0: think the song is Teenage Wasteland when it's really <laughs> Bob <Baba> O'Reilly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's like, uh, you know, the uh, I Dreamed a Dream Mm-hmm. That line is repeated multiple times, and that's the name of the song. And then yep. Master of the House is repeated multiple times, and that's the name of the song. Yep. So when when it got to the second time, I was just like, do I just need to assume that whatever line they repeat is, is mm-hmm. the... So is, is, the, is the Blood of Angry Men, is that called the Blood of Angry Men? No, that one is red and black. Okay. Yeah, still makes sense. Mm-hmm. But see, and by the logic, if we'd gone down there, I was like, is this song called the Blood of Angry Men? Yeah. No, that's that's fair.
0: Um, that one is red and black, and then you've got to hear the people sing, and... Yeah, a lot of the show's songs do have the title in the song.
1: <laughs> in this. I did really... Oh God, I still love that that scene, though. The Master of the House part just... That is just one of my favorite scenes. How you've got mm-hmm. him talk about how great he is and how he runs this wonderful business, and the entire time he's like picking people's pockets and mm-hmm. just stealing from them, and talking about how he waters down the wine and stuff yeah. like that. And sometimes, if people are too drunk, then he'll just steal from them because they mm-hmm. can't—they don't know that he's doing it. Yeah. And you got you know people dancing on the tables while he's doing that, and I love when it cuts to his wife. And she's just dragging him, like, when he's not in the room.
0: Master of the house isn't worth me spit. Comforter, philosopher, and lifelong shit.
1: What's the line when she Uh, says, fancies fancies himself a lover, but... uh,
0: Thinks he's quite a lover, but there's not much there.
1: (laughs) And I love in this production, too, because she pulls out, like, a baguette. And then just, like, rips off the end and is like, this is all he's got kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So that line was and you you actually cackled pretty good on that line, yep. on that part that was I like the uh, the physical uh yeah comedy that went with that bit because they didn't do that in uh, the King's Academy one no and that is that is one thing that's really nice about seeing multiple different versions of the same show by different productions is that little things can add a mm-hmm. lot to the show a lot to the context yep and I just yeah. Yeah, theater. I've, theater. Yeah, like really. Like it. It's. It is so. Uh,
0: it's it's so, why I'll never poo poo someone for like, as much as I'll joke about. God damn it! You're reviving Oklahoma again. Yeah, I'll still be like, but I'm
1: interested. <laughs> no, yeah, and it and it's true, and and uh, it has been really interesting on the journey of our show, mm-hmm. seeing. All these different things and I and and we're kind of coming back around, so this is the second version of Les Miz that I have seen. Yep. And I'm totally down with seeing other versions of stuff because I do like seeing the differences in how one group put on a show versus another Mm -hmm. group put on a show because you have really all that they're given is the script, right? And then Mm -hmm. everything else is up to interpretation. Like pretty much. pretty much like
0: some shows will be and you saw that a little bit when we were doing the black history shows when i was reading you like stage settings some shows will be very specific on what the stage is supposed to look like
2: Mm. and what
0: people are supposed to be doing then other shows will be like go fucking wild
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well that's the thing too is is because i you know i i don't mean to keep comparing the king's academy version and uh Mm -hmm. gem's version But it's just it's the two that I've seen, so I can't help it. It's just how my brain's going to do it. Um, And the sets were quite different. The Kings Academy one often I thought felt more messy because it was almost like yeah they just they were like let's just put more stuff on there kind of thing. Whereas the version we watched with gems, like it was I I don't want to say it was a more conservative set because there was a lot going on Mm -hmm. and they transitioned between different scenes and there was a lot of stuff in the environment. But they did so much with what they had in the environment too Mm -hmm. like you know they had a lot of these stone um arches and stuff and columns that you know parts could be used oh we're we're under a river or we're by you know we're then in the sewer or it's yeah they were able to just utilize that space very effectively as well as um with the lighting to to help with the colors you know Mm -hmm. versus you know daylight sundown nighttime and uh just Just really good. It was just good. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it. Um, So, let's see. Master of the House was where we were at. And Master of the House is... Master of the House is before Johnny B. Good picks up Closet, right? Because then at first... Oh, God. Let's talk about that scene for a second. Another reason that I just freaking hate the Tenardiers... Just being like,
0: oh, but our little closet, we love her so much. She's just like one of our own.
1: Mm-hmm. Give me money. Mm-hmm. And then even after he pays him $1,500, like, pays him 1500 bucks to finally be like, okay, like, this is all I'm paying you. You, mm-hmm. you, and it, it, it was interesting, like, watching the uh, transition where he's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, you see Johnny realize that these people are full of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts with him just being like, oh, thank you so much. You know, here's. You know, compensation for taking care of her and stuff like that. And then it was, oh, well, she's been sick a lot too, and medicine was quite expensive. And then yeah. he starts in the uh, Madame Tarnier is like reaching for his pocket, and that's when you see him start going, oh, these vipers, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then at the very, what was it at the very end? Um, that makes him give them 1,500 francs.
0: When they say, uh, your intentions may not be correct. Yeah. The, about it. Like, like, basically going, you're just gonna treat her as a sex slave
1: or yeah, something. Yeah, you're gonna and... do something terrible to her, as if they weren't already doing something mm-hmm. terrible to her. And so he basically gave him enough money to, okay, shut the fuck up, like, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And just, and I love the comment that he had, like, I'm sure it won't take you long to forget, you know. Yeah. Kind of thing, since they're, they're greedy assholes. Yep. Gavroche. Yes. Gavroche is still an awesome I pup. love Gavroche. Grantaire the Drunk had some power in his pipes, although... Uh, I, I flubbed that note. Grantaire the Drunk has some power in his pipes. And you were saying that traditionally they do not give him a strong singing role? Yeah, he's not really a strong singing role usually. And so when he
0: bursts out, I'm like, whoa, Yeah, that he... is a pretty voice for that character. Yeah, he had <laughs> a
1: really good voice. I yeah. was really surprised by him because he's just kind of off on the side drinking wine right out of the bottle and then he comes on stage and he's like i'm here and yeah. I'm like, whoa
0: yeah it's usually more like a like a gravelly sort of i am too old to be hanging with these college students but i've kind of got a thing for that one over there that's telling us all to go die with him <laughs> <laughs> is that uh Angera? yes okay that is in the book grantaire pretty much only has eyes for angira who only has eyes for revolution. <laughs> so it's a love triangle.
1: I'm in love with him, but he's in love with his ideals. Yep. Um so funny, like, as I have to write down these fucking French names in a way that <laughs> I will be able to read my note and go, oh, yeah, that's how I say this word. <sighs> would you like to know how I spelled Andra? I would love to know. No judgment. Don't judge me, people. I never took French. I took Spanish. You're fine. O N J U R A. On Jura. <laughs> You're
0: going to be mad when you see how it's
1: spelled. Do you want to do we want to do this live? Do You want to tell me yes, how to spell this? Yes,
0: thing? let me uh let me pull it up for you.
1: Jura. E N G O L R uh, J-O-L-R-A-S. Why'd I say G? I can't... On <laughs> Fucking French in their silent S's.
0: <laughs> I will say that the only reason that I knew how to pronounce his name was because of a fic that I wrote, and someone went, just so that she... You because know, it was in poetry form, and it was... Uh, I can't say too much about it because someone will know which fic this is. But basically, it was because of that that I was like, Oh, that's how you pronounce his name. Well, that fucking sucks.
1: Welcome to France, where the names have no meanings and you can just put in whatever letters you want. (laughs) Hi, I'm Warren, spelled V-W-H-R-P-Q-L-S. The ones that don't make sense are silent. But on a side tangent... I'm not going to talk about Wheel of Time this time. Instead, I'm going to talk about uh, Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series. <laughs> because in the... Well, the, I get, it's not just the first book, but the uh, world that it's set in, like the culture is uh, kind of French. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the, the characters have French names. And I, this is actually a story that a friend of mine told me who actually met Brandon Sanderson. Mm-hmm. And he asked him uh, about how you pronounce this one character's name. And Brandon Sanderson was like, "Really, you could go either way. Like, I'd never had it set solid in my mind." But he mm-hmm. goes on a side note, and he, there's a character named Kelsier, and that's how it's spelled as Kelsier. And Brandon Sanderson had told my friend that uh in his mind, he always pronounced it Kelsier, like with a French mm-hmm. word on it, kind of thing. And I'm just like, "Fucking language and fucking names. Fuck. Okay, the Beaver Dam is breaking." um <laughs> Nothing makes me feel as dumb as trying to pronounce French words. <laughs> oh, but yes, uh, Grantaire, Andre, and Marius all were pretty strong mm-hmm. singers. I was I was impressed with all of you them. You called him Marius. Oh fuck, Marionette. <laughs> Marionette.
0: So fun fact, lay misnerd. Grantaire is a pun. Why? Because he signs his name with a capital R, and in French, to say capital R, it would be Grand R, or Grand Air, which would be Grand R, capital R,
1: Grand Ah, Air. Grand
0: R. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I could go on for hours about the students and their names and the fucking puns you know, with their names you know
1: that might need to be a bonus episode <laughs> oh, is just god. you doing a full-on nerdgasm with with everything you know about Les Mis because Les Mis is very popular and I'm sure yeah. there's people out there who would love to hear you talk about it and if oh, not god. they could just skip oh god that's 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 the freedom it's the freedom of the tone-deaf show mm-hmm. yeah y'all's freedom to choose freedom to choice anyway uh Oh, I forgot to mention, adult, well, I should say teenage EpiPen is also a good singer. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I would like to say, someone get that girl a glass of water, because she is thirsty. (laughs) Damn, is she thirsty. Yep. Like, she wants a tall drink of Marius. (laughs) Marionette. Fuck me. Uh, (laughs) And I just... I just I feel god damn it, and then we're gonna go back into Epiphany. I feel so bad for her. Just, right, unrequited love is the fucking worst. It is. Especially she fucking dies for Marionette. Fucking mm-hmm. dies for him. Mm-hmm. And I know you were like in the show. They do a better job of having him be like, oh, like upset about it because yeah. in the show they make it sound like they've been friends for quite a while, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he makes that comment of, oh, you're always so. Flirtatious kind of thing. Yeah. And he's just oh, like, you're oh, so funny. You don't mean it. You're just you're just pulling my leg, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But in the book, you were like, he doesn't give a shit about her at yeah. all. and When she dies, he's just kind of like, oh, this poor thing. Oh well. Yep. Basically. Off to go mac on closet. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And, and I'll, like, we just barely covered this, but also, epipen dying is lame, and I don't like it ever. I don't like it. No. Nope. Ca- why can't Why can't Why can't she live and like her parents die instead. Like, why? Mm-hmm. That—that's one of the things that I would say about this show that probably bothers me the most is that the Thenardier's never get their comeuppance. Yeah, never. They have a br- they have a brief a brief slump. You know, he's master of the house, and then stuff goes wrong later, and they end up like impoverished. Mm-hmm. And but then he ends up grave robbing his way to the top again of high society, yeah. or at least putting on a, a decent front, because when he shows up at uh, Mary, a uh, marionette and a uh, closet's wedding to extort them for information.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Tenardiers are
1: assholes. Goddamn Tenardiers. Their kids deserve better. I still, I still laugh, though, and I laughed at the other version, too. What, is it a soliloquy when someone is singing and other people are, like, not aware of what's going on? I'm trying to think of, of yeah. when Johnny B. Good is singing. Yeah, that would be a soliloquy. When he's singing on the barricade after they've pushed <laughs> yes. back the army, and they're like, we are not going to sleep. We're just going to wait right here for them to come back. And it's like, you idiots don't know how to rotate watch shifts. <laughs> like, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, Johnny B. Good is singing at the nighttime surrounding by sleeping people, and it's just like I've just kept waiting for someone to wake up and go, shut up! Stop!
0: Stop! <laughs> There's an old man in the group just singing at the top of his lungs. Do we uh,
1: do we maybe ambush? Nah, nah, let's hear him out. <laughs> no, listen to that voice. Uh, I do love, um, you know, because you have uh, uh, Javier trying to infiltrate the uh, the rebellion and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then because of my man, Gavrash, mm-hmm. he gets found out and stuff. And they're going to, you know, do away with him. But then uh, Johnny B. Good comes in and is like, no. Leave him to me, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, and and uh, like I know I was giving Javier's actor a bit of grief for kind of the fluctuating in his singing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but the guy was a good actor. Yeah, like, his acting is really any good. Any of the scenes that he was in, stuff he did a really good job, and I liked. I definitely liked the scenes where he was confrontational with uh, Johnny Be Good mm-hmm. because I don't know. Because I know this, you know, it's a high school production, so these guys probably do know each other. And I, yeah. I would actually be kind of curious if they've uh, acted together before. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like they actually had pretty good chemistry in yeah. acting off of each other. So, little, little, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to pick Jem's brain. Be mm-hmm. like, what do you know? Uh, <laughs> but it was fun because Jem pointed out to, sh- uh, she was like, look for this person and that's me. And so, yes. we got to see Jem mm-hmm. in, a, in a blanket and uh, crawling around on the floor trying to not be... Abused, so I yep. was glad that Jen was able to avoid some abuse. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I have to say, there was one moment that kind of broke my heart, and that was when Gavroche climbs up the barricade, and I hear oh. Warren just going,
1: "No, <laughs> Gavrash, no!" Because <laughs> I knew he was gonna die, and I didn't want him to die. She's just a little kid.
0: Half expected it to be like uh, the thing in, um, gosh, what was it? In Simpsons where Marge is talking about, what is she reading to the kids? Wait. Wait, what? Because I think she's reading something to the kids and then she rips out the page when it gets to where the character's about to die and eats it, and then she's just like, Bambi was so much harder to swallow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, I don't remember that either. Uh, But yeah, that sounds like something that would be in that. It's been a long time since I've watched it. That's just, that's what it reminded me of, of like, oh, no. (laughs) It's just like, nope, that didn't happen. Let's, let's rewrite this story to have a happy ending. And then, uh... And then Jesus came down and stopped the fighting and everyone had bread and was happy.
0: The end. And Eponine was raised from the dead. Jesus came back
2: someone...
1: and raised Eponine. <laughs> oh.
2: You
1: know, no, talking about this, it makes me think, uh, you remember the movie Hamlet too? Oh my God, yes. It would be funny to do like a Les Mis too, or something like that, that just totally goes back and like, Prevents everyone from dying and just. I have
0: some unpublished fic that I should find for you to read. <laughs> uh
1: oh, you guys. I've opened up the floodgates. I should have kept my big mouth shut. <sighs> but yeah, Gavrash dying still sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. But, and, um, his death was definitely. I would say his death was probably the most, um, theatrically. Uh, Not prevalent. Theatrically uh, uh, dramatic, I guess. Yeah. Because he's on top of the barricade when he finally gets the last bullet. Because he Mm -hmm. gets shot like three times. Yeah. But then he just throws his arms back. Ugh! Yeah. You know, and then like falls and they catch him and stuff. And I'm just like, no, they shot the pup. Mm -hmm. He didn't get a chance to grow up. And have little pups of his own.
0: Little gavroshlings. He does have two little kids that he's taken in in the book that, like, he takes care of and has oh. them stashed away in, like, this... Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. The book is way worse with oh. that scene. <laughs> Who's the guy that wrote it again? Victor Hugo. Fuck you, Victor. Don't worry, we'll cover him again when we do Hunchback. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. There's a Hunchback musical? Yes, there is, and it... Hurts way
1: more because they, uh, oh, I listened to it at work one time and that was a mistake. See, and I know, I know about The Hunchback. Not from Disney. I know this, about Hunchback.
0: This is the Disney one, but they made it truer to the book. Really? <laughs> yes. And it
1: hurts. It hurts a lot. God, what is it with French themed shows and being I full of know. misery? I don't know i don't know
0: i don't i just no french man (laughs) lord then when we get to once on this island that's french adjacent and that's gonna hurt you too why do you hurt me kay why hurt me i won't hurt you with our next show but that's because you've seen our next show (laughs)
1: This is true. So, and uh, I'm trying to think. uh, I had another thought that I I had written down about this version. Uh, Oh, yes. Because after everybody gets wasted at the barricade, Mm -hmm. um, it's like night falls on. One thing I thought was interesting, too, is, like, the idea that the French army just annihilates this resistance and then just leaves their bodies there to rot rather than, like, cleaning up i don't know if they're just like well our job's done i'm sure someone will clean up after this
0: well they they pro i don't know if they talk about it in the book or not or if it was because it's been long enough since i've read the book but you would have had them laid out
1: for family to identify and to be like come pick up your dead kid gotcha because that was the thing is as they just left the bodies where they were on the barricade and then johnny b good comes in under the dead of night and he's checking bodies, trying to find anyone who's alive. And he finds... Or at least... I See, and I don't know if he was checking for survivors or if he was just checking for uh, Marionette. I, I'm not sure. Because you see him check multiple bodies, but then he stops when he gets to Marionette. So I don't know if he was just looking for his daughter's future boy toy or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Johnny B. Good finds Marius and he's like, okay, he's still alive. Yeah. Throws him over his shoulder and carries... Well, actually, he didn't th- throw him over his shoulder. Carries him... Um, what would you call carrying someone like Bridal this? style. Bridal style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa, Johnny. Uh, carries marionette bridal style. And what's funny, there's a part where he's going through um, one of the stage areas, and it's, it's an archway. And I kept, I was like measuring the dimensions with my eyes as they were moving. And I was like, is he going to bonk his head on the side? <laughs> and he didn't, of course. But as they were turning, I just went thunk, like he did. <laughs> because I'm... I'm mature like that. I will say that they did a good
0: touch of having Grand Terre and Angerard die together, because that's in the yeah, book. so talk about that. Yeah, in the book, so... The stage version, they had them basically... Because uh, I'm pretty sure that that was Grand Terre. After Angera is waving the red flag and gets shot down, uh, they have Grand Terre lean up, and he d- fires one final shot before he dies like, basically... Right next Right him. next to him, their hands close together. And in the book, um, Grantaire isn't present for any of the fighting because he's inside the cafe because he passed out drunk. And so when he <laughs> wakes up, they have come in and they are about to execute Angera. And Grantaire has this brief moment of clarity where he goes, No, I need to go join him. And he basically is like, you know... I'm part of this resistance, too, and he and Anjara take hands, and it's the first time that Anjara smiles at him, and that's when they get shot, and they die clasping hands. And So what's the trope that uh, gay people have to die by the end? Uh, kill all the gays, I think, or something like that is the trope. No,
1: so Victor Hugo was,
0: was... Or bury your gays, that's bury... what it is. Bury your gays. Yeah, it's the bury your gays trope. Well,
1: Victor Hugo was.
0: I mean, right he implied. didn't outright say that both of them were, but he very much made it like. It was implied. Grantaire has a thing for Enjera, even if Angera is like, Patria, my country. <laughs> the revolution.
1: God, you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's less cute, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and uh, that's right, because after um, Johnny Begood picks Marionette and he's carrying him away. I don't know if he just was like exhausted because he's carrying him and running from the the battle site because he takes him into the sewers and then he just like falls down out of exhaustion and that's when monsieur tenardier comes crawling out of the the darkness to yeah. rob uh uh marionette of, of a, like a family signet ring or something that he yeah. had kind of thing which comes into later um but I'm trying to remember cuz cuz uh Thenardier confronts uh, Johnny B. Good, and isn't he like, I know who you are, like they're looking for you? Yeah. Kind of thing. And, oh, that's right. And then that's also when um, Javier comes in, and mm-hmm. he's like, ha ha, I found you. And, and Johnny B. Good's like, this boy is shot. He needs a doctor. Like, just let mm-hmm. me help him and then I'll turn myself into you. Yeah. And uh, that's when you get to, that's when uh, Javier has his blue screen moment and he's just like, does not compute. Bad man did good. Bad man did not kill me, but he bad. Why did he not kill me? Mm-hmm. Me good. Is me bad? Eh, 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 eh. And then he self-destructs. Mm-hmm. I would actually love to see a spoof with like, Uh, God, this sounds like something that would be in Futurama, where they're, like, doing a Les Mis version in Futurama, and then you have Javier when he realizes that Johnny Be Good isn't bad. (laughs) And his head just explodes. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get a new Javier bot. I love your silent laughs.
0: Oh, God. I
1: love you. I love you. (laughs) But, uh... That you know, and Johnny Be Good takes uh, Marius back to his his uh, chateau or whatever it is, his home, mm-hmm. and uh, on the Rue de Plumet. Can't believe you fucking remember things like that. Of course, I fucking remember things <laughs> like that. I was obsessed with this for years. Oh, fair, fair, <laughs> fair. But uh, and I, it, I don't know. Closet is boring. I've never, like, the actress who played her did a did a really, you know, no, yeah. no faults there. She did a great job. It's not her fault I don't like the character. She's not written well. She's a boring character who's only there to be like, I'm a rich girl, and I like this boy. And I think she's written a little bit better in the book, but not much. That's the thing, too, is she's just, she's hardly in it. She's, like, there to see uh, Marionette for the first time, and mm-hmm. then she's, like, there with secret meetings at night, and then she like she, she's, she's just, there to make this play fail the bestial test. bestial test
0: where? Well, I guess no, because you never actually see her talking
1: to another woman.
0: Never mind. <laughs> Basically, it's the uh, having a conversation with another
1: woman, and it doesn't oh, revolve around a man. Two women, yeah, two women having mm-hmm. a conversation that doesn't revolve around. Okay, gotcha. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, like I just I Eponine is so much more interesting of a character mm-hmm. than Closet. And yeah. I just. I don't care about her. And I know that we're supposed to because she's the adopted daughter of Johnny Be Good. Mm-hmm. But for the course of the story, it's like I care so much more about, like, some of the side characters than I mm-hmm. do about the main. Like, I care about Johnny because Johnny's a good guy. Yeah. Overall uh, and stuff. But then I'm just like, man, your adopted daughter is boring. <laughs> I mean, when
0: you're locked up in a room in a chateau for most of your life and. Has she just been basically, like, house arrest? Yeah, yeah basically, because
1: he's oh, He's he, so protective of her. Mm-hmm. I guess I never thought about that. I didn't realize that she was actually not not being abuse well, a form of abuse, but it was an abuse because he was like, I promised your mom I would never let anything bad happen to you, so if you're in this pampered prison, nothing bad can happen mm-hmm. to you, kind of like, thing. Whenever they go out, it's him and her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's never not escorted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Marionette is at the, the the house with them and then he and Closet get to have some moments together and then Johnny Be Good basically tells Marionette who he really is and that he's a criminal and that he's being pursued because he broke his parole and now he's got to leave and don't ever tell Closet. You have to bury this behind maybe a door and lock it. Like, keep this Shield it away. Take mm-hmm. this. Put it in your house, inside of you, and put it in like a small room. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make a closet joke. Hide it. it in the closet. God damn it! <laughs> I didn't do a very good job. I hate when I have to explain my jokes. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my hell! <laughs> so, but you know that doesn't last all that long. So like, uh, cause after after Johnny B Good bails, that's when uh basically i think like the next scene is closet and marionette get their married, wedding yeah. yeah which that was a nice scene i thought they did a really good scene with that and then of course the twat come in and to be like we're part of our high society and i love that they try to like cozy up to marionette and be like oh do you don't you remember us we were mm-hmm. at this one that extravagant thing that happened he's like oh i've never been there because you're full of shit and uh, then they try to extort him for money and then tell him oh i've got your ring because i stole it off your unconscious body
0: yeah and it kind of is a nod to um with marius so marius has an interesting story in the book because his he lived with his grandfather and his dad was um i'm trying to remember if he was Pro Napoleon or anti Napoleon, but he fought alongside Thenardier in Waterloo, and so Marius thinks that he has this debt to Thenardier because, basically, like Thenardier lied about saving Marius's
1: dad. Ah, and so wait, 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 wait! Tenardier lied. Yeah, like, you yeah. I mean, he's not—he's not an honest person. No, no, not at all. <laughs>
0: The, so that's where that whole thing gotcha. comes in. And so it it's a very brief nod to that part of the book. But this is, again, a book that's like...
1: It's a table breaker. Uh, it's, a,
0: it's a table breaker. It's a brick. You could murder somebody with <laughs> Les Miserables. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you drop it off the Empire State Building, it'll cave in someone's skull.
1: <laughs> Weird ways to commit murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Uh, what was I going to say? But I do love when uh, Marionette punches Tenardier. Because mm-hmm. he like gives him the money and stuff. And also take this and gives yeah. him a good old right hook. And uh, God, the freaking Tenardiers—they're like stealing the silverware and yeah. stuff while they're there, and all that stuff. And then they have their brief, like, little dance after uh, uh, Marionette and Closet leave, and mm-hmm. it, it's because you know they get information that oh, uh, Johnny Be Good is actually at this place, and 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 uh, Closet's like, I want to go see my dad, mm-hmm. and it is before he kicks it. It's really fucked up that on her wedding day. She goes to see her dad before he dies, and then he fucking dies on her wedding day. Yeah. Like, that... Yeah. There,
0: there is so much tragedy in this show, and it eats at me. That's like, why it's called
1: The Miserables. The Miserables. I know. <laughs> I know. <sighs> I need. To, we need to write a musical that's called Fucking Pain and Agony. <laughs> Just... <laughs> And just make it the most painful show ever.
0: And then you could, you could make it painful too. And like the set pieces are just off by a little bit. Like, um, it, it, in the same sort of pain as when you're watching the DVD logo bouncing around when you're <laughs> looking at the TV. that's and never, got, it never goes and in it the it corner. Never goes in the corner. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so- That's my one office joke <laughs> for my life. But then, uh, uh, yeah, so Mary, Marius and, and I'll say their names, Marius and, and Cosette. Mm-hmm. There, I did it. Uh, was it a church that he's hanging out at? No, I'm, I
0: can't remember where he's, maybe it is a church. I'm not 100% sure. Because, or if it's like an apartment Somewhere yeah, else. I don't
1: because I don't know. They just go and they see him and he's sitting in a chair, like just basically contemplating his his fate. Mm-hmm. And uh they come in to see him and stuff, and he's like, Oh, it's you and da 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 da, da. and then he he like it, it is an interesting transition when he dies because he's there, but then you start to get like spectral apparitions mm-hmm. that come in to kind of like guide him uh mm-hmm. Out of the mortal plane and yeah, into heaven. Yeah, and Eponine come yeah. in to guide him. And they're just... And I, I do like when when uh, Fontine comes out and she's like, you've done good, you know, mm-hmm. I'm here to take you to heaven, you know, God has seen you do good, kind of mm-hmm. thing. You're not a bad person because you stole a loaf of bread. Yeah. Uh, no matter what your life has been, kind of thing. And that scene... Like, the the final scene is really... It is. beautiful, And because it's like it's still painful but it's almost it's the redemption aspect it's like this man who has had a hard life and has been through a lot can finally rest Mm kind of thing and yeah it was a and that's the last scene it was a good show it was very it was uh, it was interesting to watch though because like like i said i keep comparing it to the other version i've seen and like the the uh pros and cons between both of them and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and I have a hard time thinking about which version I liked more Mm -hmm. because there are aspects of each one that I liked more. Mm -hmm. Um, Because some of the... Because I... Like, nothing against the Tenardier in uh, the version we watched today, Mm -hmm. but I felt like the Tenardier in the King's Academy one, Mm -hmm. just... He stole the whole freaking show for me personally. Yeah. And so it it was hard to, like, compete with that one. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, like the flip of it, uh, Fontaine was really good. Yeah. In this version. Fontaine was fucking amazing. She, yeah, she was really good. Like, uh, like, uh I would almost have to like watch them both side by side again and like make notes, but I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just like to thank Jem again for mm, giving us this so version much. to review. And I hope thank that you. we didn't insult any of your friends accidentally. Yeah. Uh,
0: cuz we really liked it it was it a lot was of fun. fun
1: and it was it was it was a nice treat it yeah. was even if it even if it's needles in Warren's heart over things that i forgot to
0: "Kevros." <sighs> yeah i'm sorry it's okay N- no one that we like dies in the next show <laughs> The next show that we have has two, count them, two on stage murders. Tis true. And they're both witches. Mm-hmm. Yep. And
1: witches get
0: stitches. A part of me thought about trying to do, like, a whole Wizard of Oz series for the next three weeks since we're doing two versions of The Wiz. But I need to see if I can find the Andrew Lloyd Webber one. (laughs) If not, then we may take a break for the next week because we're going to be going out of town anyway. Yes. Uh, Not the next week, but like in like three
1: weeks, whenever that is. Uh, Unless the coronavirus uh, gets contained, like unless it explodes and gets even worse, Kay and I will be uh, out of town at the end of March for work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we're gonna try and make sure we have an episode for that week of April 1st, mm-hmm. but... Oh, we will have a episode for <laughs>
0: April 1st, trust me.
1: <laughs> I need an adult. I
0: am an adult. Ooh. I'm a younger adult than you. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, Yeah, thank you again, Jim. So much. We we loved it. I loved it. It I, was
1: enjoyable. Thank you very much.
0: And now now I'm gonna be singing Lamez songs again.
1: Oh, it's true. After yes. we got done with it, I was, yeah, I was I was humming "Master of the House." I think is what it was. And do know. you hear the people sing? Yeah, You're humming, you were humming.
0: Do you hear the people sing while we were folding laundry?
1: That's right. hmm hmm hmm. Oh, that's oh, that. Right, no, that's black. that's red and
0: black. Uh. What's do you hear the people singing yeah. singing the song of angry men? <sighs> yeah. Musically challenged, what can I say? You're fine. I, I have been this finally got the correct lyrics for red and black back in my head after I made the mistake of reading that one Tumblr post that meshes <laughs> do re mi and red and black. <laughs>
1: See, that's the kind of that's the kind of trolling thing that can only affect you. I was
0: in hell for three weeks.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, Kay and I are a little bit slap happy, so yes, we, should we are. Probably wrap this up, and we yes, want we to should thank everyone for listening to this this uh, episode of Tone Deaf featuring uh, Le Miserables, high school production by our wonderful and awesome friend Jem. Yay! And if you folks would like to reach out to us, you can find links to all of our social medias at our home base, which is Tone Deaf musical.com and we've got our Gmail our Twitter our Instagram and uh, any other things we also have there as well as our channel in the cast junkie discord server which is an awesome place to come and discover a bunch of podcasts that you didn't know you needed in your life yep we have our own channel there it is rated not safe for work because if you're listening to this you know why uh, <laughs> yeah yeah we're we're not in the
0: play this for your students anymore do not play episodes <laughs> outside of february for your students what case said. I don't want to get in trouble. (laughs) Or get you in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, that's more of the case. Um, If you want to go above and beyond, you can always join our Patreon. Uh, We have our bonus episode, which is uh, us watching Wizard of Oz when I
1: was a bitty baby. It's actually kind of what kicked kicked off us deciding to do uh, The Wiz is because seeing Kay do Mm -hmm. a production of uh, Wizard of Oz when they were 14. Mm -hmm. And then me just gushing over my 14-year-old (laughs) not-wife.
0: Jesus Christ. I know how that sounds. There is no way to word that right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (sighs) So, um, and if if not, though, if you aren't able to join the Patreon or do our coffee, that's fine. Um, You can just help support the show by... Uh, tweeting about us on social media or by uh, leaving reviews and having your friends subscribe to our show. That all helps get us out to more and more people. Helps us rise up those charts. (laughs) So I think that'll be it for today. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone, Tone
2: Down. Down.